Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today's episode, we start off with some useful criticism for me in our weekly Clark Stink segment. Later, I've got some great news for you if you're a small business owner when it comes to your banking. So, clark.com slash Clark Stinks. It's where if you hear an opinion of mine, advice I give, whatever, that you feel is factually wrong or just off base or that I'm missing part of the story, I need to hear from you so I can improve or if I just didn't explain something well, clarify. So you post on Clark.com slash Clark Stinks and then weekly producer Krista goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares her favorites with you right here on the podcast. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. All right, Clark, going to start with this one. I am appalled and disappointed and disgusted that you and Krista, who supposedly is an animal lover, would include the pathetic post from Mark about pets being a money pit. Someone who thinks like that is spiritually unworthy to have the unconditional love of a pet. You might very well live lavishly on this plane in a million-dollar mansion, but will always live the empty life of someone who has never been touched by an angel. Remember, no amount of money can buy a single extra second of life when it is time to go. Speaking of which, I will be leaving too. I will no longer be listening to your podcast. Anyone who even thinks to entertain a derogatory post about animals has no place in my life. John. John, I'm sorry that we have lost you as a podcast listener. I guess a friend will have to tell you that Krista read your post. And the whole purpose of Clark Stinks is to share different perspectives. And we have no idea if Mark at some point as a child had been attacked by a dog or what is in his background that he was so um, vehement about talking about pets and dogs the way he did. But it's important to share that because he felt that I had been making light of the expense of having a pet. And the whole purpose of Clark Stinks is to share a variety of opinions. And just because Krista reads one and I respond to one doesn't mean that we are validating someone's post. It's important that you hear each other's opinions. In your recent virtual commencement speech, you urged new graduates to find and pursue careers that satisfied their passions. I think multitudes of young people have been led astray by that philosophy. 
it's a blessing if you can find such a career. And I think that people who do are the ones who most strongly preach it. However, I've discovered that it is not a reality for the vast majority of people and leaves individuals who don't achieve that goal feeling frustrated at best or like failures at worst. It also tends to send young people wandering around for years or their entire lives searching for that elusive job that marries with their passion. Not all sports enthusiasts can be professional athletes. Not all musicians or singers can make it in the music industry. And not all those who love to act can make it in Hollywood. Then there are the dullards like me who really don't have a passion. I urge young people to work hard and get an education that will allow them to make a living and be productive members of society, which I have seen lead many more people to happiness. Plus, we need many, many people in jobs that virtually no one has a passion for. Keep up the good work, but please lay off urging the pursuit of pipe dreams. Tom. Tom, thank you. And I've read a great deal on this, and uh, people are very divided on this thing about whether you end up having the most fulfillment in life and the most success in life by following what you enjoy and a compromise that I talked about the last time someone posted a post similar to yours, Tom, is that you do find a skill that you find interesting that allows you to earn a good living and it may not be your number one passion, but if it's something that you find joy and satisfaction from, then it's still a great marriage of a good career and something that won't bore you no end. So I know that sometimes I sound like Pollyanna when I talk about stuff like this. I find, though, that a lot of people reach particularly past age 40 and they've been doing something because it provided a good living, but they are just bored out of their minds and they hate going to work. And it's great if somebody can find something that actually challenges them, excites them, and they can earn a good living at the same time. On one of your recent podcasts, a lady asked for a recommendation on getting a cheap laptop. And you recommended a Chromebook. Oh, Chris, the one thing you, you forgot this? to mention. Did you post this? No, no, we just had an issue with Chromebook with you, didn't we? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the one thing you forgot to mention when recommending a Chromebook is Chromebooks have a set support span, typically of about six years, and that six-year support span starts when that particular chipset or model is manufactured. There are some newer models that have an eight-year support span. My Lenovo Duet, for example, will receive updates until June of 28. Sure, you can find Chromebooks new in the box for around $200, but unless it happens to be on sale at that retailer, more than likely that model has been out for some time. For example, I bought an HP Chromebook for only $119 after tax was added. It was on sale. The model of HP Chromebook will only get updates until June of 2024, so you have to do some research before buying one. And that's from Jimmy in Mobile, Alabama. And Jimmy, this is an area you're so right where I think Apple has done a much better job than Google, the two arch rivals, where Apple provides far longer support for its MacBooks than Google historically has for its Chromebooks. And you mentioned the new eight-year support. That is a direct result of competition where Google has really annoyed people by making Chromebooks, older ones, basically doorstops after too few years 
And so this is a very smart thing that you're pointing out about the lack of support years with a lot of the Chromebooks in the marketplace. Lowcast is technically free, but it's obvious you've never used it. Used it. If you use it without donating $5, it will interrupt you every 15 minutes asking for a donation, making it unusable. I gave them $5 a month, and I'm very happy with it. Steve. Steve, my brother thinks Lowcast, one of my brothers, thinks that Lowcast is like the greatest thing ever because it gives you this perfect signal in the markets where it's available on local channels. It is a nonprofit. It's how they were able to defeat the uh, big television people who didn't want it to exist. But what it does is it allows you to get a ton of channels from your area with a perfect signal through your internet connection. And Lowcast is adding new markets all the time. In fact, I think today they added Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina as a new market. And they are not allowed to have a subscription fee and if you pay nothing, yes, they will. It's almost like an NPR station where they interrupt programming to give you another pitch about why you should donate to your local NPR station. It's that same thing. So you can turn off the continuous solicitations by giving them the equivalent of a subscription of $5 a month, but you don't have to do that. What is your thing about overdraft protection? It protects you from writing an NSF check. It is possible through some account mix-up that you don't know the correct balance in your checking account. In that case, thinking you had enough funds in your checking account, you would end up writing an NSF check, which is technically illegal in every state. I had this on my checking account for over 30 years, and I don't think I ever used it. You're not charged for it unless you use it. I'd rather be charged a bit than write a bad check. I take it you don't care? Steve. Steve. The new thing, Steve, that um, I don't know if you heard in the last few days, but Ally Bank, which is a huge online bank, has ended overdraft fees. They still might pay a check for you and give you time to satisfy it, typically for up to seven days, but no more overdraft fees. The overdraft fees are a massive profit center for the four giant monster mega banks. I just saw a chart how much money Chase, Wells Fargo, uh, City, and Bank of America abscond from their fellow Americans with their massive NSF overcharges. The cost for a bank of an NSF charge is, depending on whose study you believe, between eight cents and a few quarters in total cost that the banks charge 35, 40 bucks for. It is highway robbery. And I congratulate Ally for saying that you now are not going to be put in that fee to death situation when you write an NSF check. And it is to me an abusive thing. NSF checks used to only charge the actual, basically the bank cost for processing that check. And now the banks look at it as a way to run away with your money at a time when you're obviously already short of funds. I think you have a great website with great advice, including your comments on Bitcoin. However, when it was stated that buying Bitcoin is like going to a casino, I think that's not a valid comparison. Yes, 
both involve risk and the hope of making money, but casinos have an exact, consistent, and known house advantage on every wager for every game that will hold in the long run. It does not determine the outcome for every bet, which are random events, but it will apply in the long run, which is why the casino makes money and why most gamblers eventually lose as they keep playing or play repeatedly. David. David, thank you. And when I refer to Bitcoin or other cryptos as going to a casino, what you have said is completely true. And I'm using that as a way of trying to get people to really think of cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin in a different realm, to not think of them as anything like a conventional investment and that it is a gamble. The casino is really me taking license with words to try to paint a picture in people's minds. On a recent podcast, you discussed speeding on four-lane highways that go through small towns. You mentioned local police officers writing speeding tickets to pull in revenue for their town. That is a shameful way to talk about our law enforcement. Most cops, like myself, don't like writing tickets, but it's part of our job. We don't write them because we enjoy it. We write them because speeding is one of the top contributors to fatalities and serious injury accidents. We write them to save lives. Not to mention the revenue created from traffic enforcement usually does not go to the hands of that municipality. I know you didn't mean offense, but please be more careful in how you address our country's law enforcement. Chris. Chris, thank you. And thank you for what you do, putting your life on the line every day to keep the community in which you serve safe. As to the issue of speed traps, it varies around the country whether or not an area might be one where the whole purpose is to generate revenue like Waldo, Florida, and other communities around the country. Waldo supposedly is not a speed trap community anymore. Um, and so it does vary by jurisdiction. And it is absolutely true that with the higher horsepower that vehicles have now, that speed is becoming a bigger and bigger issue leading to more fatalities and serious injuries on the road. So I'm not really referring to that. There's, there is a highway system I ride on of state highways where when you get to communities, they drop the speed limit very rapidly and the police are waiting there to get you. And maybe my perception of that is not fair, but my perception is that they have the quick speed zone drops specifically to give tickets. And if my feeling is faulty, I stand corrected. And I want to tell you that I appreciate all your posts on Clark Stinks. If there is something that you feel I'm way off base on, like the idea of the speeding tickets, please go to clark.com slash Clark Stinks to post. And if you're an owner or involved with the finances of a business, you know that the banks I was just bashing have traditionally killed you with fees. But I've got some really positive news that I'm going to share with you straight ahead. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I know I have a reputation well-earned of being suspicious and hostile to the nation's big banks. I think we've made a terrible, terrible turn in the United States having four giant monster megabanks control over half of banking in the United States. And the community banks that used to be so close to small businesses got wiped out overwhelmingly during the banking scandals and the real estate bust from 7 to 12. And so we're left mostly with the four giant monster mega banks that control over half of banking. And then we have what are known as super regionals, which are pretty significantly large banks that in combination with the four giant monster megas, the top 20 banks in the country pretty much control banking. The thing is, is institutions get larger. In theory, they become more efficient and can provide services, maybe not as personal, but at lower cost. But in the banking business, size leads to much higher costs and the impersonal service for customers. And so it's been really, really rough for smaller businesses to be able to borrow money efficiently and to not get ripped off on fees on their various banking accounts. Um, the, small businesses are the most abused of all banking customers. So change sometimes has to come from without, not from within. And the good news is a number of credit unions around the country will now take on a certain volume of small businesses. Also, Charles Schwab and Fidelity Investments, for people who already have investment accounts with them, tend to offer programs for business checking where you pay no fees at all. And then we've got the fintechs, the financial institutions that are not traditional banks that are bringing significant change from outside obviously for consumers, and now for businesses as well. Square, which so many people use in small businesses for merchant processing for credit cards, now is launching business checking accounts that are fee-free, and savings accounts as well, fee-free for people who use Square for merchant processing. And they're just one of what will hopefully be a parade of fintechs that take on all the ripoff fees that the banks charge on small business accounts. The other thing I mentioned up front is when you own a small business, dealing with borrowing from one of the banks is 
a brutal, masochistic kind of process. They treat you terribly no matter how long you've been with them. And particularly when a bank, you knew the people, they knew you, and then they go through a merger. From that point forward, it's like, who are you? We don't know you. We don't care. Get lost. So now there's something that's both good and bad. And that is there are a lot of specialty lenders that lend to small businesses. Why did I say good and bad? There are specialty lenders that offer very attractive and competitive interest rates. And there are others that are aggressive about lending money to small businesses but charge exorbitant interest rates. This is an area of opportunity and hazard for your small business. Be very, very wary and careful when you need funds for cash flow as to what it is you're going to actually get from that online lender. Uh, the, the shadiest among them are really bad about disclosing the actual interest rate and fees you're paying because under the law there's a loophole that these uh, lenders don't have to do full disclosure to a small business like they have to do to a consumer. And so you're the one who has to make sure you have that information before you sign up for any kind of line of credit or borrowing with one of the online lenders. Krista? All right, Clark, Leslie in North Carolina says, I just sold my house for a nice profit. Where's the best and safest place to park this money until I'm ready to use it to purchase or build my next home? We want to move from North Carolina to Virginia in the next year and will likely build due to the low availability of homes. So, Leslie, congratulations on the sale of your home. This has been an unprecedented cycle where people who may not have even intended to sell a home in 21 pushed up their sale just to get the benefit of an overheated real estate market. The only thing you can do with money that's going to sit for a relatively short period of time, like next year when you move to Virginia, is for you to put it in an online savings account where at best you're going to earn half a percent on your money. Bankrate.com has a really good list of the best deals on these online bank savings accounts. At first, you'll see the ones that pay them for early listing, not necessarily the highest rates. Look at the full list to see what institution will pay you the best. Don't put more, I don't know how much you sold your home for, but don't put more than a quarter million in any one of these online banks. So if you really made a lot of money on your home, you might need more than one online bank account. But you won't have to worry about any loss of any of your funds, and you'll earn more than you would otherwise. And interest rates look like they're likely headed upward, in which case, once you're in one of these accounts, the interest rate set daily. Hopefully, over time, the rate you'll earn will rise over this next year till you're ready to build that home in Virginia. And this is from Robin in Florida. I have reservations for my RV in Yellowstone this year and was astounded by the cost of rental cars. Does Clark have any creative ideas for working around this issue? So the rental car thing is bad ugly. And my brother was, uh, my oldest brother, was just in the mountain states in Utah. 
And when he flew into Salt Lake, the cheapest car he could find was several hundred dollars a day. And what he did instead was he took an Uber to an in-town, in-Salt Lake rental car facility of Enterprise Rent-A-Car and was able to rent a car at a third the cost renting in town than he could rent at Salt Lake Airport. This is one of the ways that people are getting around some of the crazy, crazy high rental car costs right now is being creative like that or renting from Turo or their competitor. We have a briefing of those on Clark.com. These are, it's kind of like Airbnb for renting a car where you rent an individual's vehicle and you tend to rent at a much lower price per day than what you would pay to one of the traditional car rental companies. Speaking of rental cars, this is from Howard. He says, you commented on rental car insurance that is sold at a high margin to the renter and weighted against credit card provided insurance that is often secondary to the renter's own policy. However, you failed to address the large number of people who rent cars and do not have a car of their own and therefore no auto policy. What is their best option when renting? Howard, there in many states, and I love your name, by the way, it's a great name. Um, there are many <laughs> states where you can buy a non-owner's auto policy that you pay a, a relatively low premium for that provides you essentially the coverage that you would need when you are using a car as a rental or driving someone else's car. Um the alternatives are you could buy liability coverage only at the car rental counter. And if you have a credit card that provides secondary, when you don't have traditional auto insurance, then that credit card becomes primary because the deal is secondary is it's after other coverages you have end. In this case, it would become primary in your case. But the liability issue is very important. That's why a non-owner policy is a really valuable thing for you to look at if you do regularly rent a car. And Stacy in Georgia says, I've been receiving mail at my address for a person that does not and never has lived here. It's mainly solicitations for businesses. It's been happening for more than a year. I'm very concerned about fraud. What can I do? And Stacy, that's realistic that there may be somebody who has been a victim of what's often referred to as synthetic identity theft, where they're using different pieces of information, like one person's social security number, a different person's name, a different person's address, to make it really hard for the anti-fraud things that are put in place to notice. Um, one thing I would do is you want to set up a Credit Karma account and with Credit Karma, you're able to monitor two of your credit files whenever you want for free. And if you start seeing anything on your files that you know are not yours, it's possible that your file is starting to be married because of the address with this other individual named whose mail is coming to your home. So this is something that happens in synthetic identity theft. It can get even uglier where someone is using your address, your social security number, but a different name or a made-up name is a way of fooling the fraud systems 
at various financial institutions. So you need to monitor your credit reports like a hawk. If you sign up for Credit Karma where you can access them for free at least once a month, go on and look at your credit reports from Equifax and TransUnion. Experian doesn't participate. And you're able to see what's up and if there are any issues. And I hope you don't find anything terrible going on, Stacy. But you want to be a good cop of your own identity and credit for a good while to come now. And I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.